0: This pleases me. Oh, yeah. This pleases me. This. Smart Home Technology. Technology. Alexa. Please turn the heating up. I'm very cold. After that, please play. Digga digger. Oh no, 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 no. I do not want this. Alexa, stop.
1: Smart homes. Stupid people.
2: Smart homes. Smart homes. Stupid people.
1: Smart homes. Stupid people.
2: Smart homes. Stupid people. Smart homes. Smart homes. Stupid people. Oh. <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello, hello.
1: I think we are live. I think we made it. And uh, yeah, all lights are green. And we had our little phone thing happening over there. It's a bit of a uh, little bit of fun and games we're having. So maybe a little bit behind the scenes, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me, let me pull it up for a second. There it is. Right now it's focused over there. Arvid! Arvid! <laughs> oh! A little bit behind the scenes, what it looks like in our comfy little environment. Yeah. We turn the lights down because it's uh, it's too much for us, you know. We still have a light, but it's like not shining in our faces no more. Mm. Here, take that. Mm-hmm. Um, so today's going to be a very informal day. We didn't even... Um, do I have the right picture there? No, that's not the right picture. Is that the one? No, not either. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> I lost the camera. There we go. There's the camera. So I
2: can switch that off or? Um, Just put it on the floor for now.
1: So hello and welcome to another fine episode of Smart Home Stupid People.
2: He's looking at it like, what's this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. My name is Eris Felmuth.
2: And uh, I'm Madeleine Siege.
1: There you go. You remember that. (laughs) It looks like you're about to forget that a second ago.
2: Yep. That's, I guess, all I can say today, probably. (laughs) I know. We were
1: on the fence about doing an episode today because we just had so much happen and so much going on. And Madeline and I both just walked in the door. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I don't know where to start, but we did we did dub this episode "emotional support," mm. and for good reason. I think that uh, we, you know, things were trying over the last couple of days, fairly taxing, and um, emotional support was an important thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before That's we get silly. into that, um, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened over the last couple of days? Well, tell, tell everybody, I know, I know what happened, I was there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, it started, I think, on Thursday, yeah, Thursday. We were on a trip, we wanted to go to um, southern Germany, I had an uh, important appointment there and so we both wanted to go by car, stay overnight at a friend's place and then, mm. you know, just really relaxing, want to spend some time there. And then we were, we were about to leave, kind of, <laughs> and then we realized that our both of our cats had t- tar. Uh, tar? Yeah, a tar. tar. Tar on their feet, of, on their paws. And it was really bad, spe- uh, specifically with uh, Fiona, the one you already met. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we, I, I think it started
1: in... Wednesday um, oh, last week because I, I think I recall. During the last episode, one of the cats had come in and oh, paused. Oops, I gotta free close free that. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. I just started the uh, the steam the, the the stream within the Telegram app. Um, yeah, one of the cats had come in on Wednesday, and uh, we even made note to it in um, in the show that uh, she had dirty paws. And we thought nothing of it because they often go to the marshland around the corner from here, and they get firely dirty, and they come yeah. back, and it's the end of it. But then the next morning, I realized, holy shit, their paws are really dirty. Yeah. And um like, yeah, so it was black. They were completely tarred. They had walked across a street that had been like was being redone right around the corner. Mm. And they just got tar like elbow deep. It was it was pretty intense. And we spent the entire day. Uh, essentially, you know, we were supposed to go. We were supposed to go somewhere mm. and we spent the entire day trying to figure out what the hell to do with that. So, you know, first we had to learn about it. We had to learn about what's in it. Is it. How dangerous is it? Uh, because obviously the cats, as soon as they get the tire on their feet, the first thing they do is they try to lick it off and pull it off and all that stuff mm. and ingest some of it, right? Um, and after... You want to like give him a little pet? He's, gonna oh, yes, he's oh, going I think he's to keep crying. Oh, he's And uh, after talking to... <sighs> I don't know how many uh, vets, uh, because most of them are just so busy that mm. they, they 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 don't have time. And when you call them, they say, no, we don't have time. We can't do it, blah, blah, blah. It was yeah. a little strange. Like, for some reason, it's a thing here with hours. It's a bit old school, where a lot of uh, vets, they they close between the hours of like 1 and 4.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like a big gap between the... Yeah, and it's and it's also day. very
1: common over here for uh like city halls and so on and so forth. Uh, they do that as well. Yeah, depending on the day. Um, so anything that has to do with government, um, and doctors and stuff, they just have weird hours, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have to and you just have to work around it. Yeah. And so when in the face of an emergency, we we either have to go to a real emergency clinic, and then when we call the emergency clinic, and say, hey, we got this going on, they tell us, okay, well, um, it, it, like. Are they in bad shape? And they're like, well, they have tar all over them. Well, that's not mm. good. And they're like, well, I mean, you bring them here, you'll be very expensive. And it's probably, and we're more used to like cats coming in with broken bones and stuff mm. like that. Uh, it's probably best you just go to your local vet. Yeah. And so we did that. I mean, we tried. We tried uh, really hard actually. And it wasn't <laughs> yeah. It wasn't easy at all. So uh, by the time we got an appointment or got in somewhere, it was closer to seven
2: No, it wasn't that late, but it was, yeah, around 6-ish, something, right? Yeah, well, okay, maybe
1: we got out of there around 7, 7.30. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And, uh, you know, we had to hold them down, and they're all freaked out because they don't like going places. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we had to hold them down, and they had to trim all the hair between, because these guys here, um, they have... uh, very hairy paws because uh, Arvid, the the fluffy white one, he's uh, he's a Siberian cat, so he's you know used to cold weather. Mm-hmm. The other one's Norwegian, so uh, and this is the first year where she's a proper outdoor cat, so she's getting her winter coat for the first time, and it's very confusing for her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, "What's going on?"
1: <laughs> right, um, and mm. so they chopped off all the tar, cleaned them up, and we had to keep them under supervision for the next couple of days. So. Yeah. Uh, all of our plans, oh, you know, uh, whatever we tried to plan, you know, uh, yeah. Madeline ended up going with the train. I ended up staying here, yeah. um, and and oh my God, cleaning up the mess because the first couple of vets told us put butter on their paws <laughs> to to help loosen up the tar, yeah. uh, and then we're like trying butter. Others are, like try olive oil, try all of that stuff, and. All it really did was it made it really efficient for them to leave big footprints everywhere they went. So we have rooms upstairs. Yeah, take the mic with you. Yeah, okay. We have rooms upstairs that are just... We, we tried to... Uh, eventually, we confined them into one room. I'm there. And... Um, <laughs> It was not easy, uh, uh, you know. I mean, the, 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 that one room is a disaster. Like the rug, oh. the carpet's coming out. You know, it's just it's just done. Um. <laughs> it
2: looks like a, an art project that was happening in there. You just dirty paws all over the floor Ugh. in a weird pattern, and it was such such a mess. There, it's all over the place on my mm-hmm. desk, on my books, and my yoga mat, and all that. <laughs> so That's the tar right. butter thing is all the all over the
1: place. Um, and and so that being said. You know, Madeline was beginning to freak out a little because she had these appointments she was trying to meet, and um, I told her I would help her get to the train station, or I'd get there with her, or whatever. We didn't have any real mode of uh, complete, or we didn't have like a, a, a proper. Yeah. Uh, um, how can I best say this? We didn't really know exactly how we were going to do what and when and how and all that stuff. So, um, you know. It started with uh, Madeline saying, uh, you know, a bunch of things like 10 times, like in a row, like, okay, I have to be there tomorrow on time. And mm. I remember being a bit short with her and saying, look, you've already told me that yeah, you have to be there. Yeah, I was really you kind of just yeah. freaked
2: out. It was too much for me. Exactly. I said, I don't it know how you're telling me
1: 10 times is going to yeah. ha- make that happen more. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I and, thought and so. <laughs> well, it, I think this is one of these things. And then so what I did is, uh, you know, we had a conversation. And uh, and since then, I think it actually was um, a very mm-hmm. proactive conversation yeah. for the two of us as a, as a couple always so <laughs> right yeah. and um what that really meant is uh everybody when they're talking they they they, they don't usually say what it is that they are talking about mm. things can be typically specifically mm. here where we live very passive uh, ag- aggressive so people they say things but you know in a in a diminishing and demeaning way um only to kind of like Give you a feeling that has nothing to do with the sentence. You know, it's like you show up to work and you do something, and someone walks by you and says, "Oh, you're doing that again, aren't you?" And yeah. they just fuck off, and you're like,
2: "They just like yeah, like, saying like, without saying it." Uh. <laughs> yeah, like just
1: they're they're looking for a wound and they're trying to pour salt in it. You mm. know, and and so with uh, with Madeline's concerns and her worries, I, I told her, I said, "Listen, I understand you have to be there. I understand that mm. uh, you." Lots riding on the appointments that you've set up. And and I had my own appointments that are starting to break apart as well. And it was becoming very difficult. Um, and so I told her, I said, listen, really what you're telling me is you're scared. Yeah. And you're nervous. And you're looking for somebody to stroke you emotionally. To say everything's going to be okay that's really it and so i told her i said really like the the words that you're telling me is like we have to be there tomorrow at 10 remember just remember that i
2: I was even worse i said you know every time i'm with you i'm late (laughs) (laughs) it started exactly
1: so now all of a sudden what what was what was supposed to be uh you know us coordinating something and and you know me waking up and i don't want to use the word favor but you know me going out of my way to make sure that we're doing stuff that she wants uh all of a sudden became uh, you're kind of a nasty thing. It, like I, I, I told her. I said, you know, when you say that, you're actually making, really, you're you're, you're making me feel kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, what you're really trying to say is, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, please, will you support me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's it. And it's one of these things. So it's actually the next time that happened, she really just came up to me and said, I'm, I'm nervous you know, please tell me things are going to be okay or whatever. And, and I think that's yeah. a big thing that a lot of people truly want is Yeah, they and want support. Absolutely. They want, um, I think in, in every society is a little bit different, mm. but I, I think that, uh, in today's world, people are starting to become very, um, discomforted by change. Mm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so as many people are creatures of habits, yeah. Right. They seek some type of stability. I think, whether fe- it be through the routine or yeah. biology. Yeah. You know?
2: I think especially if th- that was missing in your childhood. You know, if there was no no um, no person around that had that stability, but yet the opposite was always also very scared about things, and there was no secure environment to to grow right. up. So, and then you know even even more. Uh, um, you were seeking this emotional support because you never had it. There was never someone who said, you know, things are going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry. And it's just like going, uh, becoming worse and worse and worse. So, yeah. And then the day was over. We kind of got the cats out of the miseries. <laughs> they were kind of, you know, com- calming down. And I thought like, how I'm going to do my appointment? I had to go seven hours by by train. Mm. And then I had another appointment and on Sunday and Saturday I had a workshop I wanted to attend. So I had to go back at the same day. So I took the train. I went down there for my appointment. And then an hour later after my appointment, <laughs> I took the train back. So it was like 14 hours in a, on, a, in, on train with all, you know, just like all these people. And, and it was, oh my God, it was a lot. I'm still, I still feel like I'm I'm driving the train. I'm riding the train. <laughs> I still feel like I'm in motion and then yesterday i had the workshop starting at 9 so i thought you know this time i'm going to be on on time we 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 know we we had a rough couple of days but now things will be all right so i started early in the morning and then i reparked the car of Eris. Mm-hmm. i don't know how i did it i guess i was just still very tired i thought I, I saw it in the mirror that i can i can i can make it with the with the back of yeah, the car she, so
1: she's trying to do a uh, uh, um She's trying to turn in, and like we have a, a, a car par, a carport um, out yeah. in the garden where we park our cars, and she's trying to where I typically park my car, which is a large SUV, mm-hmm. um, because I you know for my work and all that stuff, it's 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 necessary, and and so and she gets and so when you come in from the street, there's a little gate you drive through, and for for her car, which is a small um, um, station wagon, she just drives straight on, and she's, she's 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 in her. <laughs> Well, it's a Volkswagen Mark IV, right? Okay. So you guys you can look that yeah. up. And and so she it, for her, it's just a straight shot into the carport and out. For me, I have to do this funky maneuver where I get around <laughs> the pole that's in the middle of the carport and and and, and yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta use your mirrors a lot to get in and out. And mm-hmm. I've done it a thousand times, so it doesn't it doesn't phase me. She's a bit nervous because it's not it's it's uh, it's it's a company car right so it's uh it's uh, it's an expensive car yeah. and uh you know she, the, the last company car i had she uh, did something very similar and fucked up the wheel well and uh <laughs> and that was the first time she ever really messed up a car and it's, i think that with a lot mm-hmm. of people who aren't used to driving larger vehicles uh, specifically the turning radius can be quite elusive yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. When you kinda of think that, oh, if my if, if the front of the car fits through on a turn then the rest of it will too.
2: <laughs> well, I saw it was fitting, but I didn't see that the the tire was hitting the pole. And there was also like a what was that a, not a nail but a, a oh, screw kind a, of sticking yeah, out. Yeah, well, kind of, kind of. Uh, yeah. It
1: was there's there's a big bolt going through the pole that or through the the wood pole that's holding up the carport, and she just fucking nailed it. And I, <laughs> I so I'm I'm it's like we're talking seven in the morning. I'm just kind of like I'm I'm in bed, uh, just kind of waking up, and all of a sudden I hear a big, psss, <laughs> and I thought to myself, trucks aren't allowed to drive down this street on the weekend. You know, it sounds like an air brake. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she so comes nice. in and she's like i I, I fucked up i, uh, I, 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 fl- I how, how you exactly said it I don't know if it, it was in German anyway but she's roughly translated she said I, I, uh, I, I f- destroyed your wheel or I, I flattened your your you have a, you have a I f- you have a flat tire or it's all yeah, that yeah, like, something and I'm thinking how did you fl-? and I know that all of a sudden <laughs> that that sound that I heard was the car and I'm thinking that was that 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 sounded to me like a uh, like a sidewall. Flat, right? It's Mm -hmm. they make different sounds. Like when you when you like
2: hit something.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah. when like if if you uh, try to um, shoot the side of a wheel or stab it or something, and and a lot of air comes out at once. Why I use those two examples because of my um, experience, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like that when you when you flatten a tire Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. stabbing it on the side, it goes, and it's just a very unique sound, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sounds like a like an air brake and uh and i knew i knew it wasn't gonna be good so i come out and it's definitely fucked and and the car is like in such a position (laughs) where i'm thinking like it couldn't have been luckier like it's shit that it happened but the angle that she hit it it's like there are no scratches anywhere else in the car nope just a really flat tire i
2: said i saw that i would make it you know
1: (laughs) well she hit the pole the column hard enough that it there are visible cracks and and i mean luckily she didn't try to like just gun like some some people when they get scared they just hit the gas to try and get out of fucking danger (laughs) and it's the worst thing you can do um and and uh that carport could have come down on the car with her in it, and that would have been a fun one you know like (laughs) she goes to park the car i come outside and the the carport's (laughs) fucked and the car is fucked and anyway that's a nice Mm -hmm. way to wake up it's way better than coffee just to put that out there, that, that'll get you going way better than coffee when someone runs in the room and says, I just fucking, I just, I just mangled your car. It's just
2: a little more expensive. Uh,
1: yeah. So, and then it just, so again, this whole support thing. And then we spent the rest of the morning uh, doing two things. I had to make it to mine. Hers appointment is definitely going to be, you know, retired mm-hmm. she's going to have to be late. Um, And so I. Uh, I'm trying to get to mine. I told her, "Okay, well, we're gonna try and fix the tire. If we don't get it done real quick, then we're gonna we're gonna go out and take your car. You're coming with me, and then and then we'll see. I'll either bring you to a train station or uh, I'll drive mm. you there and back and something." And uh, that was uh, it. Was exciting. So at that point, the emotional support was becoming, you know, it was it was it wasn't easy. And so that's, I mean, that's that's the the motive behind this show. Today's going to be not a long show because uh, we're pretty finished from this week. <laughs> Uh, but I just learned that tomorrow's a holiday over here, so that's nice.
2: But yeah, we're both working in Berlin, so... Fuck, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's not a holiday for me? <laughs>
2: no, neither uh, it's for me.
1: Why they do that here? No, I know. Why no, it's they just do that. in
2: Brandenburg. And, uh, I was yeah. so
1: happy like three seconds ago. I'm sorry. Wow.
2: Which also means that we have to go grocery shopping in Berlin because it's a different... Uh, no tony steak? gave
1: me a bottle of milk so i don't need to go well that,
2: to that won't help because we don't have anything
1: <laughs> well i got milk <laughs> that was
2: also something you know if you're so busy with all these things and there was no time for us really grocery shopping or anything and then on top just so many things come together you know there's no food anymore then you are not eating properly then you get, get even worse and then mm-hmm. more worried and it's just like vicious circle yeah, yeah.
1: so um you made it to your workshop
2: I was like four hours late. Yes,
1: <laughs> I eventually got um, the, the the car repaired, but um, it's one of these things that when like the the SUV that I have is a 2017, and today it's not like like the last the last couple of cars that I had were you know were like like proper cars. I'm going to use that word. They were proper cars. I had a Dodge Ram 3500 series, uh, Cummins diesel and that's a proper truck and then i had a, a jeep cherokee um xj uh from the like 92 um and you know when 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 you want to jack these cars up you have proper frames you have proper uh pieces of metal you can put the jack under and jack these up nowadays all the new cars they have these little creepy slits on the side of the car Mm -hmm. where you have to get a special adapter. If you put a flat jack on it, it doesn't work. And then I I go and get my hydraulic jack and I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh, what part of the car can I can I put this on properly? And I'm thinking I don't know if this jack is strong enough to to take the whole car up from the middle. Like I was, I I I wanted to put it just Mm. right at right at the proper at the axle at the back and just lift the whole thing, and uh and all of this stuff and and then so I I jack the car up. I get it going. You know, put a piece of wood under there. Everything's fine. And then I and then I start realizing the tools that came with the car are not right and then i i go through my tools and i find the right adapter and it's a 19 inch uh, or t- 19 millimeter which is required for this but the rims that i have on the card now were not original they're you know the nicer fancy high speed ones so you can go 300 kilometers an hour with them and it, the, the 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 nut that i or the um, socket that i have doesn't fit in the small space and you have to get a thin socket. That thin, deep socket, which are just, now I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to go and start buying sockets and pray that it works? And Mm. all of that came together. And then so uh, (laughs) I know where this this is actually, it's funny. This is more of a train wreck than it is an episode today. It's just us talking about about the bullshit over the last couple of days. Eventually I ended up uh, calling a roadside assistance because I found out that my company has a um, Uh, a contract with them so I didn't have to pay for it anyway. So I said, fuck it, call for roadside assistance. And they come by with these like old screw, uh, you know, (laughs) uh, T-bar tire iron, and I look at the guy and look, and I tell him, I say, "Where can I get that tire iron? It's exactly the one I want that used mm-hmm. to be in all of my other trucks, and they just don't put them in the new vehicles anymore." And they said, "Yeah." And he read, he read it up, and it was like it was like thirty years old, and he's like, "You can't buy these anymore." <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway, that was uh, that was a fun little thing, but uh, like I said, I think the 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 title of this show, emotional support, it kind of came to me in the sense that um, for us, when we're stressed, and I think that when you're stressed mm-hmm. within any situation, and you um, are trying to I, I don't want to say the word goal, but you're trying to mm. get somewhere. you're getting mm-hmm. through a situation. you maybe you in the group, uh, you have a collective um uh, goal, such as you know, musicians yep. touring and touring with musicians, I think was one of the biggest lessons I've, I've i've you know, one of the greatest tools I had in my life are learning lessons with group dynamic and communication. And just like we were saying earlier about saying a sentence, that seems harmless but really the information that that, it, mm-hmm. that it needs to be conveyed is the subtext and the mm-hmm. subtext is i'm nervous i'm afraid yeah. please make me feel better yeah, um and 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 uh, often cases when people say that they they formulate the sentences in such a way that They're diminishing or making the other person feel shitty to make Mm. themselves feel Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little bit more empowered Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe in more control. It's like, I'm not the one who's out of control. You're out of control. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And and this becomes Mm -hmm. one of those funky dynamics. You know, um, if any of you out there have read The Celestine Prophecies, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a book from the 90s from um, James (laughs) Redfield. I completely. You all right there? Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I, 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 (laughs) I I think it's required reading that book because that book puts into a good vocabulary how these dramas Mm -hmm. that we call, um, uh, why they're there, how they're used for communication, the real intention behind something, you know, when you, you know, as as a male, when you go out and you start dating chicks and you, uh, you know, Obviously, in the back of your mind, you're like, "Oh, that's not bad, right?" Uh, you know, you're checking them out, and and the conversation is is supposed to be fun and all that stuff. But in the in in the back of your mind, you're trying to build it up to a point where it's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go fuck, right?" <laughs> it's, it's Like, shortly said, right? Oh. That's just it. I mean, everything. Like, I'm talking about the the final part where it's like, "You're gonna come back to mine? Am I gonna come <clears> back <throat> to yours? You're gonna come in for coffee, right?" That's all. That's all short talk for let's let's do that. Right? I just
2: said, you know. If I, if I have to go, then I have to go now because my S-band is leaving.
1: <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> all right. We got a comment already. Let's see what's going all on right. over there. Oh, alrighty. So your communication and support for one another is fantastic. <clears throat> I find this topic a great balance with passion and optimism. <laughs> I tell people that you need to balance both. Otherwise, you could become delusional. And I myself, uh, I and I remind myself... Of that all the time, it, that th- in, that's it, right? I mean, that 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 becoming delusional, and, and that, that's the yeah, big thing. Is I think normal. that when you get addicted to um, passive aggression, I mm. guess you call it, or or mm-hmm. always kind of tiptoeing around the daisies, yeah. as we say, uh, you know, not being direct. Uh, it's it it does become a- addictive, and, and and it also is delusional because you're trying to fool yourself into thinking that what you said was what you said but it really wasn't you know
2: that's also you have that blind spot you know you don't realize what's going on right now it's just like an automatic program Mm -hmm. that you're running because that's how you learned it from your parents that's how they treated you so you just take it over. And uh, yeah, I mean, when he said that to me, it was clear that he was right. And I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> and you weren't
1: happy to hear it at the moment. So I tried yeah, to be very but that's, that's calm and also collected.
2: very normal. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think as long as you're open and, you know, your goal is also to have like uh, progress in your life and, um, you know, just maybe become more yourself, not driven by any old programs and stuff, then... These comments are so valuable, and that's that's why you can grow so much faster in a relationship right. with someone, right?
1: It's funny. Um, there's a a good uh, um, story in my company, and actually, my my, my the guy I work with, mm. he um, he said it a few times. I've always been <laughs> honest to a flaw. Like I I've, <laughs> and honest in the sense that I'm usually very direct with things where people they wouldn't say shit, like mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it's like I said, it's to a flaw, but at the same time. I, it, it hasn't served me as a flaw in my life yeah I think that other people may assume it like that and a good example oh, I think is it's a gift though. Well, I, it, it. It, it's something difficult that I had to get over, you yeah. know? Again, always thinking like, oh, I'm just going to bullshit my way and say like, I was late because I blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. The reality is, is I didn't care that much and I'm late because I fucking didn't feel like showing yeah, up.
2: Yeah, if you all, there's actually a good book about this. I think I Radical Honesty. That, right? Yeah, Radical Honesty yeah. by Brad Blanton. And um, I read that a couple of times in my life already, that book. And each time I kind of implemented more and more because I was like that a lot. I was always afraid of, you know the what other people think, and I don't wanted to have want to. bad opi- did want to have bad opinions <laughs> and stuff. So I made shit up because I was afraid to telling the truth because that would have also lead to a lot of consequences. I'm still not there that I'm a hundred percent. I would say that. Still, sometimes I say things and when I realize, wait a minute, I think I I said something that's not true, but I, that's also like an automatic response to prevent you from 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 trouble i think it's kind of like a safety protocol that we have to overcome mm-hmm. or to realize that we actually don't need it i mean you know what's yeah it, life it's I, I really liked how brett linton said that that a lot of the stress comes from not being honest because we all the time have something to hide right
1: yeah no, i just yeah. saw I, re- I read that wrong instead of uh um, what did you I said passion and optimism, but it's pessimism. (laughs) I don't know passion. Maybe that's a bit of a Freudian slip on that one. Maybe Uh, because I think it it, for me it requires some type of passion in order to um, do difficult things. You have to have a reason internally to want to do something that's difficult in nature, right? Here, I'm gonna.
2: You want to see some passion?
1: uh, Yeah, I'm gonna gonna share one of Madeline's favorite parts of the day. Yes. Um, Let's see if I can get this thing going. Hold on a second. <laughs> Is this thing still on? Uh, it's still Is it on. working. It's gonna work. Oh, okay. Alright, it's gonna. We have to talk into the microphone, and I'm gonna finish my story. Uh huh.
2: That's also something because I, I wasn't around a lot, and I can see that every time when I'm not there and I'm really stressed, mm-hmm. that the cats actually come to comfort me or us. I, I realize that uh, a lot that they come this and cat. you know they're like, yeah, just hanging out with us and
1: <laughs> look at them go. Look at him go. Hey, Avid. Hi, Avid. How's it going? You just
2: uh, <laughs> he's do like, your what? thing. I want to. Don't TV? worry about
1: us. <laughs> 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 there you go. Sometimes we walk in and we think he's just roadkill. <laughs>
2: yeah. But he, he, he did that since he's a kitten, right? He was always very, uh, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to change the camera. The back. other one is
2: on the sofa, though.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh no no no! Don't look at my fucking dirty pile behind the <laughs> studio. No, go straight. I thought this thing's just all right, that's doing? technology. I got I got to change the camera, but I didn't think about any of this stuff today. I'm just doing it right. There we go. Oh no, wrong camera again.
2: Okay. There it goes. There we go.
1: So um, where was I? Uh, yeah. So there's a the story that um, I like to talk about, and it's um, from work. When I when I fuck something up, mm. I take responsibility for yeah. it. And it was interesting because I was on a... Um, I, so the first seven years that I uh, that I was working here in Berlin, I was self-employed. Um, and then I was hired on by the company that I pretty much became like my main contractor. Mm. And um, I've been with them for, since I think 2017. And now I'm going back to being self-employed uh, January of next year. Mm-hmm. And... I was working in a an um a nice apartment that was probably being I think it was rented for like eight thousand a month right so it's a decent oh, wow. apartment in uh, Grunewald. and just to you know put that in perspective that's also eight thousand euros a month in two thousand eleven mm-hmm. right uh, things inflation and uh, and the price of living and cost of living and all that stuff have dramatically changed in in Berlin um, over the last decade and I. Uh, I can't remember what it was doing. I was soldering. I was soldering a bunch of wires together because, um, you know, back then, today, everything, is, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, things are becoming network-based to a flaw now, I find. And so there was definitely... 10 years ago plus more soldering in my work because I was constantly soldering my own RS-232 cables, IR emitters, putting them together, RS, uh, uh, RJ-45, which is network jacks, crimping them and putting them together myself. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I started soldering uh, some cables and I'm using, I'm, I'm using my colleague's gas solder iron. And these things burn hot. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I. It's one reason I don't like them. I typically use electric solder irons just because you could get them at a lower temperature. Mm-hmm. I find that the gas ones burn too hot for little cables, mm-hmm. and um, I set it down for a second on on a on a little pedestal that it has. And I and I and I take it off, and then I realize that I just burned a hole in their wooden floor. Oops! Yeah. So mm, this yeah, is an story. apartment that's like I said rented out for eight grand a month, uh, euros, and um, they have a nice nice burn mark in the middle of their of their of their hardwood floor. <laughs> <laughs> and so what did I do? I walked over, and I, uh, I I look at my my colleague who is the owner of the company for whom I'm I'm contracting. Mm. And uh, contracting floor, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I said, dude, I, I really fucked up. And he's like, what do you mean you fucked up? And I said, I just burned the floor. And his face, because he was just starting off and it was he like at the time his company wasn't limited liability. Mm-hmm. He just had insurances. <laughs> and he's looking at me and he's like, his, his face just went blood, like white mm-hmm. like a ghost, right? Mm. And we go over there and we look at it and I'm like, and we're like, and he's like, maybe, maybe it's just, uh, you know, um, uh, singed, you know, maybe we could just scrape the black off oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and the wood will be fine. And we do that. And all of a sudden now, like the, the wooden floor was very um, scratched. No, I mean, mm. it, it was very. um, It was old.
2: Mm.
1: And so what we did is we got this one spot, we scratched, we scraped that off. Right. So it made it a little bit raw. Um, and then I ended up getting a, like a, 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 like a plastic something like a cap or something Mm -hmm. and you rub the wood really fast with it. Or I got another piece of wood actually, Mm -hmm. that's what it was. And I started rubbing it to polish it again and it worked. But when you walk into the room, that's like the first thing you see is this like polished dent in the Mm. middle of the floor. And then he looks at me and we're like, what are we going to do? And I looked at him, I said, (laughs) here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go and tell the lady that I fucked it up mm-hmm. and that I and and that's the end of it and I'm a subcontractor yeah, yeah. and and it has nothing to do with you and your company and all that mm-hmm. and He's like, oh, no, no, no. How about we just fucking throw something on top? How about we just don't talk about it, and if they ask us, we deny it. And I looked at her. Oh I, my god! I, I know, right? And I looked at him. I
2: said, "That's very German." <laughs> it,
1: it, right? It's that is very German, and that mm-hmm. is awful. That that's how the things always have always
2: afraid of consequences and afraid of you know being punished or that. But these things happen. I mean, you know, that's like, my
1: point. Is they like, do happen, and they just happen. The amount of shit that goes wrong on a job site mm-hmm. and nobody takes credit for mm-hmm. is is infu- It's 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 frustrating and infuriating. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's so it, it's it just constant. Yeah. And so I walk up to the lady, uh, with him and he's like, no, 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 if you're going to do that, then I, I, then I got your back. And I said, you know, I like you have your insurances and you have all of this. That's fine. But me, I'm, I'm, I just got here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like less than a year ago. I, I don't have the, uh, like if, if I have to pay money and go bankrupt because I can't afford to fucking redo the whole flooring of the mm-hmm. place yet. Uh, then that's my deal. Don't worry about it. And so we go there and I talked to her and I told her and, uh, and, and, uh, she's a Russian lady and I had a lot of experience with Russian people mm-hmm. back home. And I took, to, I looked at him too. And I said, cause he was saying, let's just deny it. Mm-hmm. And I said, trust me, she's Russian. She, uh, if you tell her the truth, she'll, she'll like you mm-hmm. after that. And and so we went there and I told her and I said, I fucked up your floor. I uh, burned a piece of it and I tried to fix it. And it's just, it's the way it is. I mean, if you want me to replace some of the wood or, or do something, we can talk about it. And her answer to that was, thank you so, so, so much for for telling me. Nobody else, none of the other co- tradesmen, none of the other contractors told me anything that they did wrong. And there was, there were so many things. And she was so happy in the end that I ended up just coming clean and saying I fucked up and so on and so forth. She says, "Don't worry about it. I plan on putting a a, a, a like a, a placemat over there anyway, like a like a rug." Oh, yeah, well, so. And nice. she's like, "Don't worry about it. I'll put a rug on it and, and forget it." And and then on top of that, she was so happy to find tradesmen that she trusts. Yeah, well, that she started hiring us for all these other little jobs See? in the in the house, and 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 that was the other thing too is that yeah. doing a good job is one thing, but um, building trust <laughs> in a scenario where you know you have something to lose. Is 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 something that yeah. takes you know a, a lot of courage and I think um, confidence to be able to do, and I, and I must say over the the years I've seen that go down and down and down in the industry. Yeah, more absolutely. than it was over the last de- a decade ago. It's actually way worse now.
2: And if you're reacting because you're afraid of something happening, then it will happen, right? But in this case, it clearly mm-hmm. shows you that you were not afraid of the consequences but at the end you even got like the the jobs out of it whereas he he was afraid of losing the job if, if we would have not said anything she would have figured it out i mean they're not stupid right they they can see that something was different after you guys were there so and then she would say Yeah, well, you know, it was you. Why didn't you say anything? And then, of course, uh, she was not hiring you anymore. But yeah, that's actually really something I had to learn too because I was always afraid about consequences. I was lying a lot, to be honest. And At what age? Oh, when I was a child and also a teenager. And it it became automatic, although I didn't want...
1: How are your parents? Yeah. Are they liars?
2: Well... Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> definitely not taking responsibility for things. Yeah,
1: and yeah, and when you learn that and you see that, you know, when you see an adult fuck up, yeah, and not yeah. own up that's to it—that's how it. you learn it. right? That's how you learn it. You you think to yourself as a kid, oh, that's how you get out of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Even though, um, you know, people are telling you to to come clean with everything and all that—it's mm. a game, right? And this goes back to that whole emotional support thing. Yeah. Is I think a lot of us really just want emotional support, and this is why we try to avoid um, being direct with anything because uh, we don't want to face consequences or we don't want confrontation. I think confrontation is, for some reason, a really, really scary thing for a lot of people. Right? How 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 is that for you?
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, really, just yeah, it's confrontation. That's you're right. Yeah, that's very scary.
1: Yeah. Uh, for, I think for me, I was a bit different in that I, uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh-huh. Uh this is a nice comment. Proud of our honesty. Accountability is too rare. It is. It's and, true. And, and this is something where I, I try to practice it, like I said, to a flaw. Sometimes it doesn't work out for me. Some, but, but if it doesn't work yeah. out for me, it's good that it didn't work out because it was an environment I shouldn't have been in in the beginning.
2: Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. And I also see that Sometimes I don't say things because I don't don't want to, you know, make other fe- people feel bad. For example, you know, there's one person I I keep saying we're meeting, we're meeting, but at the end I know I actually don't want to meet her anymore. Mm. But I it's it's so hard for me to tell her that because I don't want to, you know, make her feel bad, but it's just how I feel and I guess yep. there's also something that she can learn from. I try to prevent her from a negative yeah. experience, but maybe this is exactly what she needs to, you know, experience.
1: Uh, so. This guy I used to work with. I just remember like old school people. Like I, I, I would say I learned real work through working with old school people. Yeah. And there's this one guy I worked with, and he was just. Uh, from another planet right uh, like I was working with this one African from the Congo who was just like if he like he didn't like anybody it was so mm. hard for him to just look at you and not uh, not be dismissive yeah. and there was this other guy he was a East Canadian that I was working with and I just remembered that there was this like um, there's this guy working for, with us for the day and trying to be buddy buddy with this East Canadian mm. guy and he's just like hey yeah let's do this let's do that oh that's cool that's very funny and the guy just looks at me he's like hey buddy if you're looking for a friend, get a fucking dog, <laughs> right? It's like, but don't come barking to so, me.
0: Yeah, at least
2: you know, you, you exactly know what's going on. So you don't well, waste your time. It's, it's about setting boundaries,
1: I think, in, yeah. in many cases, you know, being honest. And it doesn't like, again, you don't have to go out and try to 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 harm people. But at the no. same time, you could tell when some people, like if you've ever been around someone who's just clearly annoying and clingy yeah you have to be dismissive with them and you have to be mm. really straight on mm. or else they're not going to stop and they'll keep it up and they'll think that what they're doing is no one's noticing yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah and that's and that's that whole idea is it's not comfortable to always be no. straight on but sometimes hey maybe that kid needs to hear it yeah right maybe he needs to understand that the way that he's uh, oh he's biting no, you no,
2: he's okay he
1: the way that he's trying to build communication with you is not healthy and that uh, you're not going to tolerate it right yeah so Anyway, for me growing up, I think that one of the biggest things I always actually needed was just support. Yeah. Not necessarily... I'll I'll let him outside. (laughs) Not necessarily um, somebody agreeing with me. Yeah. Right? Like, it's one thing to be with someone and they want to do something that's different. Go on, Ovid. And a good example when I was younger I wanted uh I wanted you know I was really into into skateboarding mm-hmm. extreme mountain biking BMX um at the same time I, I was a musician so i I was really into all of that mm. and uh it was very difficult you know my parents didn't respect any of that none of it and uh you know in the late 90s that 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 was still kind of too early for a lot of that stuff. Nowadays, you got skate parks and BMX parks everywhere and uh, parents supporting Mm. children who want to be producers and work in music (laughs) and television. That didn't exist in in the late 90s. You know, in the late 90s, they looked at you like you're a burnout already for (laughs) wanting to do something like that. And it was hard because they didn't agree with my lifestyle, but all I really Mm. needed was their support. So the only way I was able to to pursue my lifestyle was to, um, you know, we had a lot of difficulties at home and I ended up leaving home at like 15, 16 years old. Because it, it wasn't possible for me to just be. Mm. And, it, and all I really needed was the support, regardless yeah. as to whether they agreed with it or not. Right?
2: Yeah. It's actually an, maybe a nice way to uh, go into another topic that I wanted to talk about. The workshop I was at that weekend was a a dream workshop, like a shamanic uh, approach to dreams and how to inter- interpretate, in- interpret interpret. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that word? Interpret. Interpret a dreams and mm-hmm. how to use them for divination or answering questions, and it was really cool because we we had we learned different techniques how to figure out the meaning of our own dreams, and I can already say that it it's not helping to read you know these symbols somewhere like, uh when you see I don't know a black cat that means this and this and that <laughs> it's not how it works it's very individual, and there are interesting ways to figure out what it really means that you're, that you're dreaming. And the first law or not law, but the first thing that we learned that there are spirits and that spirits actually produce dreams. And that could be your own spirit, your own soul, but also spirits that are around you that might, you know, just want to have a little fun. And (laughs) those ones are maybe from people who already died and they're still around. And then you have dreams. You can also dream dreams of other people, not your own. And to just, Figure that out, have the distinguish or distinguish between these different forms of dreams, also the daydreaming. And and sometimes you have really big dreams where you felt like, oh, that was really important. Something meaningful happened here, even with a, with a vision or something, or maybe like a warning. And just to figure out the meanings of that was very inspiring. I got a lot of good answers to, to some things. And mm-hmm. today we also did like, uh, like we... We figured out the meaning of a dream from someone else by doing like shamanic approaches and a shamanic, yeah, technique, which was very interesting. And I had one, I had one dream that works well to what you said, you know, about the parents and supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on Friday I was in Freiburg actually because that might be a new possibility for me, <laughs>
1: like uh, in the ways in of a- employment. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To yeah, I had an interview, so that was uh, very interesting. And and then I had a dream the 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 next day, and we were supposed to also ask for a big dream. That was kind of our homework in that workshop. So I asked for a big dream, and I had two pictures. One was I was sitting in 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 that in Freiburg, that new city, I was uh, where I had the the interview, and I was in a little bar. It was really nice. It's a very kind of cute little city with a lot of mi- medieval uh, flair, it Has a lot, uh, like a medieval flair.
1: <laughs> medieval.
2: Medieval. And and then on the next scene, I saw a friend that we were meeting yesterday, we had dinner with and a good time. And I, I saw him in my dream with me and we went someplace buying drugs. And I was like, how does that work together? You know, just sitting in that cafe really nice and then buying with him drugs And the first thing that came into my mind was like buying drugs is illegal. It's not allowed. I shouldn't do this. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, so maybe if I combine, you know, being in that new city, this is not allowed. And I realized, yeah, it has a lot to do with how I grew up. I always wanted to study somewhere else. But my parents, especially my mother and my grandma, they're very, very clingy. They were just like me saying, you know, you can't go that far. You have to stay with Mm -hmm. us. So making me feel bad... About my own decisions, and that's how I I stayed at that area. I studied in Potsdam, so I didn't did not did not go so far. <laughs> I'm very tired. Of the last days were really intense, but I'm still you know enjoying and trying right. to put that into a good context. But it was so clear to me that even if that will all work out with that job and I will accept it, I still have to tell my family that you know I'm actually going a little further away from what you would like me to be mm-hmm. and I know that I will be in a situation where there is manipulation that will try to make me feel bad about my decisions yeah. because it's just how, how, how she knows it how to act on her own comfort and I have to deal with it I have to stand up for myself because this is how I want to live my life and yeah, yeah so hmm
1: yeah, uh, a a big one is uh, it's relationships as well. You know, breaking up with people.
2: Yeah, exactly, and also, as you said, being honest about you know if she's when sometimes she asks me like, oh, is there something that I said wrong, or is something wrong? And mm-hmm. it's not that there's something wrong, but I'm just not so attached to my family. I feel like I don't need to call them. Yeah, every week or to see them like I, I have my own life and I'm happy with it the way it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I want to say that uh, Felminator would like to call in and ah, ask sure. something. So yeah. here we're going to bring uh, in the Felminator.
2: Oh, okay. I need my earplugs. Yeah, standard. I got it
1: ready for you already. Thank you very much. All you all you got to do is here. Let me turn Put it up. In my Put it in your ocean Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 uh, there's a volume volume oh, over okay. there. It, it, See? Everything on the fly, but we got it going. Uh, Before I do that, let me actually just double check that this... Oh my god, I got OneDrive on. That thing is a pig. That's getting shut off. It's a pig. It is a pig. it, It just hogs the resources of fucking everything. All right, so, But yeah, just to, to that. sum
2: that up, it was a very, very nice workshop. It was nice working in the community. It was a nice place in Berlin. And I immediately felt when I also used my drum the first time in that setting,
0: mm.
2: I was grounded. I, I felt happy again. <laughs> and I got a lot of good answers also to how, you know, decision making is concerned in the next future with all that stuff coming yeah. up. Very yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: Alrighty. Um, give me two seconds here and I got everything ready Mm
0: -hmm. all right
1: let's try her out okay so felminator you are getting called (laughs) (laughs) hello
0: hello felminator hello How are you guys? Very How you guys? good. How are, seems are you to be doing good considering?
2: Yeah happy but uh, t- I mean tired but happy.
1: <laughs> I actually I'll yeah. say that I feel alive when when in a situation where where I have to make quick decisions mm-hmm. and move around. Ah, uh, today I I went. To, it, was, it was a crazy day today. Really, really hot. Really nice. I went out for a for a swim. The water is freezing, and outside it's like twenty Celsius. Yeah, it's crazy. So that was nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Madeline's not like me and uh, my friends who like going swimming in very <laughs> cold water. Uh, and then after that, we yeah. went to the uh, to the airfield nearby because uh, we wanted to go skydiving. And unfortunately, um, they're not doing that for the rest of the year. But we talked to them, and uh, they had nice little um, like a bistro. Uh, like a cafe on the airfield, and we uh, mm, nice. were able to watch the Ooh, people. Nice. Yeah, they do this thing over here where they have, um, they they connect, they put a parachute on you, like a, like a, like a, for paragliding or, or just a regular parachute to right. learn to parachute. And then they have okay. this long cable that's like 100, 200 meters long. And there's a car on the other end of the runway that just, you know, takes off and pulls you up into the air
0: oh, nice. and uh, then, then,
1: then you make your way down. So that's what we're going to be doing early next year. So oh,
0: wait. that sounds like a lot of fun, actually
1: big time. And and actually to see in yeah. our environment that we still have awesome stuff like that over here is, is just, is just yeah. great. So what is your yeah. question? How, how are hmm. you doing?
0: <clears throat> well, it's a quick little story about, so it's um going off what you guys are saying, you know, it's, it's and the, the, the clingy kind of people. Mm-hmm. So how I, dealt with um so the this friend that i had um i knew her I've, i knew her for quite a while uh over 10 years mm-hmm. and um you know we uh like a lot of my friends i don't um uh, so it we can go for a while not speaking or whatever and then mm-hmm. when we do it's like no time has passed right now with her um it was like that at first and then um, I saw that um, a lot of her insecurities and stuff, and her mom is very um, obsessive and too uh, clingy with her, okay, and controlling, right? And she was taking, and she was treating me like the way her mom treats her. So I would, right? She would text me, and about t- two hours later, she would say, you know, I, um, <clears throat> she would actually say like you know it's not nice to ignore me it's I I really would appreciate if you get back to me you need to get back to me sort of thing Mm. and I would be at work and stuff right right and I would say you know so how I handled it was first I told her I told her let's see see each other face to face so then I sat her down we're at a restaurant and I said Liz I you can't treat me this this way that Mm. is disgusting behavior you don't treat your friends this way. Your mom treats you this way. You don't like it, so you need to stop that. It's 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 um, really disrespectful, and you're not treating me like an equal, basically, and mm-hmm. and respecting my um, time and space. Right. And and um, and of of course the it's the um, feeling that when if ever anyone assumes that you're being a shitty person when you're not that, of course, you know, not giving me benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. is not nice either. So she did it another two more times. And I warned her and I said, you do it again. I will block you and I will never uh, t- speak to you again. Mm-hmm. And she did it again mm-hmm. and again. And then that was it. And then she even called um, my, my husband. She called my friends. She went into my work mm-hmm. and she never got she never did find me get a hold of me. And that was it out of my life because it's, you can't let people like that kind of control how, or, uh, yeah, control how you feel like making you feel guilty or bad. Mm. You, you do what you think is you, you respect yourself first.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, you give yourself, um, you're, you're there for yourself first and it's not selfish. It's just, if you can't have self-respect, you can't respect anyone else.
1: It, it makes me, um, you know, very similar to the 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 story from earlier. It's like, what is she really trying to say? Mm. And I think that that that's the, I mean, when we're talking about the emotional support, um, how some people, right. they're really with a, with a lot of their, you know, uh, naivety and all that stuff. When they re, right. when they do something passive aggressive, and like we were talking about that earlier, how Madeline was really she wanted to say, I'm scared, I'm 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 tired, I'm nervous. Please, will you support yep. me? Mm-hmm. But instead, the way she say it came came out as, as something quite condescending to me, and, mm-hmm. and and this is one of these funny things. In that very similar situation, it makes me wonder. I mean, you obviously know the person, so you'd have to you'd have the inside scoop. Um, what yeah. is she really trying to say with this type of uh, action? Because mm-hmm. obviously uh the the, the the sometimes like you mentioned sometimes there isn't a friendship there and it's good to notice that so that you can let it go because there never really was a a, a powerful friendship yeah. there to begin with because the other person right. was always just really trying to condescendingly steal your energy, attention, control, you make them mm-hmm. feel more worthy yeah. and powerful, right? Yeah,
0: just like using you, And I, I you, did right? get it out of her what she was really trying to say. I did. She, mm-hmm. And she did that. And that's how I knew it was about her mom and all that stuff. She told me straight up because I, I, I forced her to tell me. Mm-hmm. I said, tell me what you're really trying, like just, you know, where is this coming from? And I got it out of her. But she still continued to do what I told what, what her um, what I told her she can't do with me. And right. so then Respecting she wasn't boundaries. really trying. Exactly. Yeah. She you, wasn't. She wasn't trying at all.
1: How do you feel about that, Maddie? So,
2: yeah, reminds me of uh,
1: <laughs> a couple friends that you used a couple to have.
2: Friends that I used to have.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Used to being yeah. the key word in this situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, it's it's something to acknowledge. You know, um, some boats can only be brought out so far, mm. and then after that, they sink. Yep and yeah. and and that's just it is recognizing i find the 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 situation the capabilities mm-hmm. and I, I as i've mentioned i've had friends in the past that i've realized when they talk to me they don't talk to me they talk through me you know and they're really looking mm-hmm. at themselves on the other side mm-hmm. and it's just it, being there is more like either being their crutch right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. or and and that's the worst i find that with musicians particularly yeah. you know when i go on stage and sometimes when I get the impression that the, like, let's say, usually the lead vocalist or someone like that will say, like, we have to go and play a live show because um I need it. You know, like they can't mm. like it becomes their form of therapy and I'm there mm-hmm. as like a therapeutic right. tool to help them get what they want. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden when I start saying, Nah, we gotta change things, let's plan things better and, and mm-hmm. delay things, they start getting frustrated and all this because it's not about a, a collective goal or achieving yeah, yeah. something, it's about right. them having them their 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 emotions at, you know, petted and 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 being empowered by it like a drug. Mm. And very similarly yeah. to You know, the story that you've shared is that uh, some people that that drug that they may be addicted to is that that deceitful way of actually stealing energy or um, the way that they they perhaps even um, like I say, is is to make people feel bad in order to feel better about themselves. That's it. That's something in Berlin and Germany that I find to be extremely high over here mm, um, it's true it's i think
0: here too i find it here every everywhere i go every like it, yeah it, it's like how it's 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 how my work runs um my, my boss is great but his mm-hmm. bosses are like that they don't just tell you straight up and they they can't admit that they have no idea how our department runs and and it's it's hard because uh, fortunately they They're my boss's boss. They switched over. They gave that position to someone else that actually Mm. knows a thing or two about how warehouses run. Thank God, because, yeah, like it was really frustrating and annoying Mm. to have someone having a final say that has no clue. Yeah. and pretend and, and acting like they do when and, and it was always the same answer. Oh, that's the first time I'm hearing this. Oh, what's that? What's mm-hmm. that? And I'm like, how many times do I have to tell you, though? I think just, it's... just admit that you don't get it yeah. <laughs> and then maybe give the position to someone else.
2: <laughs> I can also, you know, just think these people are not interested really in what you want, because it's one right. thing to tell what you want. And this is, I think, important in a relationship. But if only one person cares about the other one, you know, and uh, kind of <laughs> trying to to make it work, but the other one is not really interested in what that person really wants.
0: Yeah. Then you can right. see
2: that this is not working. Like um, also an example with my my mother, <coughs> she always says like you know I'm caring so much about you, but when I say what I really want and mm-hmm. it's not working with her thing, how she imagined things to be. Yeah. Then you know, all of a sudden I I'm not getting any support or mm-hmm. it's right. it's it's um. Yeah, it's not about me. It's about her mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, well... Exactly. Like you it, it, Go ahead. It,
0: oh, I was gonna... It is really good to like... So if it's good to um, be able to recognize that other people can't communicate exactly what they say, but all, but even better to ask them like, well, is it this, is it that? Because they may need help. Yeah. There's so many people, it's just too many people that really to have no idea how to say (laughs) what they really want to say. And I actually, I helped, I helped my friend the other day he was um, having miscommunication in his marriage. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I let him vent for an hour or so. And then at the end, after all of that, and I said, well, what I'm hearing is, is that, Um, You and your wife both have communicated everything that you possibly can. But what's missing is the understanding because you're only seeing your side. Mm
2: -hmm. Now,
0: how about when you go when you talk to her again, um, don't listen to the words, Mm -hmm. um, listen to the tone and the body language and read between the lines and ask her, is it this? Is it that? Is it you know what I mean? And get to the bottom of it because she may Mm -hmm. not know how to formulate the words for it and i've had that too with alex my husband mm. right and it, you know it happens all the time where you know and sometimes moments of silence and just reading his body language says a lot and then i right. ask him and i and i ask him questions and eventually it comes out and i'm like okay now we're getting somewhere
2: yeah yeah it's really about the question what is it really about that's something mm-hmm. i learned also from you know like group works and stuff especially also when you work a little bit more energetic level where you tap into the energies in a room and you can Mm -hmm. feel someone Mm -hmm. is getting angry, but he said, no, I know I'm not angry. (laughs) (laughs) As you said, the body language says something else. And then you can really say like, so tell me what's really about it. You know, what is it? And then he said, yeah, I'm angry. And it's like, that's okay. You can be angry. I think people, people are not so used to anymore that they can actually be the way they are because that's always Mm -hmm. something maybe as in a childhood was forbidden that, you know, anger was not allowed or, when their cry was not allowed or anything was not Mm -hmm. allowed that so that they suppressed it over so many years, but eventually it comes out. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you are able in a relationship to create that space, that everything is allowed. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that person can just be as it is. Then as you said, you're getting somewhere, you know, you Mm -hmm. can really, really have a transformational process going on at the end. we all come out like more, more grounded from it. And I think that's really that radical honesty.
1: I I think uh, when I think of uh, even the workspace relationship and professional relationships and the way that uh, the biggest way that society, I still think, has changed, like one of the biggest ways over the last century, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago when we talked about the um, demographics, for example, of Berlin, where we live. And it turns out that at the turn of last century, um, there was a million more people in the, in the in the city, but obviously back then you had more often two, three generations in a in a household. You had um, people who were kind of not forced, but it was a part of life mm-hmm. to to be able to live in a group, right? And mm-hmm. I think that 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 being a part of life made people um, have to be able to live in a group, right? And and now I find it to be more the case where people live in singles. Uh, scattered all over the place sometimes in couples but the group dynamic within the daily life kind of gets lost Mm -hmm. and so then all of a sudden now these people are in a work situation where they have to be in a group and I just find more often than not that um, when I'm at work and I'm now in a group situation and something has to be done it's actually quite rare that the people are very are are actually mature enough as adults Mm -hmm. to be able to be in a group and accomplish a goal Without a uh, constant blame shifting and and uh, not trying to actually uh, like without like I, I guess dismissing the accountability required to actually accomplish what we're right. all there for. We're all there to work. We're not there to 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 bicker and 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 go home uh, thinking oh, I got one up on that guy. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it 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 it's all meaningless yeah. stuff. And um you know when I was in Switzerland I th- I, th- I thought that Swiss was much better. Um, so I'm curious as to uh, what type of uh, home environments they have in Switzerland. If it's like here in Germany, where people are fairly left out to, to dry as a single person, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all it's all very it's it, the, the 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 dynamic of being able to take uh, responsibility, accountability it translates to me not just in a relationship, mm-hmm. but also in a work environment, a group environment. Um, being comfortable enough, I think, as a person, I think that was for me one of the biggest things I had to get over in my work environment to be able to exceed or to excel in anything that I do professionally is mm-hmm. is my personal problems getting in the way or or even my unresolved emotional mm-hmm. issues getting in the way of the real goals that I have in mm-hmm. life which to me one of the main goals is, is 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 a type of happiness that I'd like to acquire, you know? Happiness, freedom, sovereignty, these kind of things to you know. me are are very valuable uh, in my life, right? Yeah,
2: maybe we yeah, can uh, kind of, you know, round that up because I think...
1: Oh, it's, we've, <laughs> so we've, we've, pa- <laughs> we've passed the hour and Maddie we've wants passed- to go to sleep. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, Thank uh, you very much for the call. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Very good points, yeah. very good story. Thank yeah. you very much. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, till next time, we will wrap this mm. thing up. If you have anything else to say.
0: Well, I just love that you said you mentioned blame and accountability because a lot of people are have a hard time understanding the difference. so uh, that's a it was a great thing to to bring up as well. I, I right. do remind people especially at work like look, I will I take accountability as much as I possibly can and that also means that I'm going to make sure that you are held accountable for whatever as well. It's not blame mm-hmm. or a team.
1: Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, but as you mentioned, you know, um, the accountability, you know, I, I think it's important that not only do you hold yourself accountable, and I think that the ability to hold somebody else accountable begins with being able to hold yourself accountable. All right. Exactly. And and so exactly. I think that's a very well well put way of looking at it. So thank you very much for the call. Yeah. Right. And thank, uh, you. thank you. Yeah, we're going to wrap <laughs> things up. And uh, <laughs> till next show, till next time. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye.
0: I hope, hope you have a good night's sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah, we will. looking uh, that one. <laughs>
1: exactly. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Um.
1: So let's wrap things up. Take-home message. How do you feel about today?
2: Yeah, so I think it's really important to be an emotional support for, for each other, but also first for yourself. Well, you know? that's that's exactly what I, th- I think yeah. is
1: more the the take-home message is yeah. uh, emotional support has to begin with yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But right. also to, you know, first of all, discover what you really need, what's important to you, and then take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And just have empathy with yourself because then you can also have empathy with other people just like you did with me yesterday, you know, because well, I came like a, like a hurricane into the room. Yeah. And, um, if you are also yourself, I'm not really grounded and, you know, you're already kind of angry, then you, you're you not getting anywhere, but yep. just making it worse.
1: Well, the, the funny thing is, is that uh, when I first said that, I think that the, your first initial reaction was... How can you have no emotion? And, and I looked at mm-hmm. her, I said, actually, me putting this on the table is my strongest attempt to try and build an empathy mm-hmm. uh, spectrum, I guess, with with communicating with you. And that uh, the empathy required for me to try and really understand what it is that you mm-hmm. are saying, mm-hmm. though it may be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. is." is it, 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 and I say it in a collected, logical way, and I think that, that it translates to a lot of people mm-hmm. as very emotionless but it's, to me it's the opposite but mm-hmm. that's that's again that uh, maybe that's in the eye of the beholder in this case yeah. right um so the i oh, say yeah. the ta- the take home message for, uh, for for me is um when um when wanting to achieve anything mm-hmm. you know in in life in a professional environment i find in the professional environment it to be so so important um, to be one, easygoing, mm. and two, True. to um, understand what your flaws are. Yeah. We all have them. Right. And before that way, when you know, when you're dealing with somebody else who has other flaws or they're better at that thing that you're not Mm -hmm. to understand that they're probably a good ally for you because they are better Mm -hmm. at that thing that you're not good at. Right. And I see that I say it all the time for musicians and for people alike Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. world. I've had um, the people I work with come up to me and say, what do you think of this guy? Should we put him on a bigger project? And I'd say, you know what? I don't think so because uh, they're not easygoing. You put them into a position of power, they're just going to try and use yeah. it to step on other people. Yeah, yeah, and, then yeah. I, and then I'll say, but this other guy in the company, you need to put him into a position of, 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 mm-hmm. of seniority. And they're like, what? Why? And I said, because, very simple, that person is eager to learn. And if you support that person, mm-hmm. um, it, it would be an investment that'll pay off tenfold. Mm-hmm. If you support the other guy who looks like he's more qualified and has the skill set, What he will instead do is he'll become a cancer in the company Mm -hmm. that eventually rots from the inside and it will create what I believe to be a a toxic dependency. When you take somebody who is toxic in nature and you put them in a position of power that now you are relying on.
2: Yeah. It,
1: all of a sudden it becomes a toxic relationship yeah, yeah, because yeah, it it's it's uh it's failed from the beginning because absolutely. of them not being easygoing. So I say this as a musician as well. I say you can take somebody who has less talent and who's easygoing, mm-hmm. eventually they'll get the talent. Mm. And and you guys will be flying. Or you get someone who has all the talent that's not easygoing, mm. they're good as useless because eventually they will let you down. Yeah. Right when you need it most. Mm. Just and kidding. that's yeah it is and it is I've had it Yeah, I've learned from it the hard way yeah
2: because I think their motivation is not to you know just like having a good time in a band playing music but more like becoming the super duper popular pop star it's about their ego <laughs> because they yeah. might have already ori- originally learned the, the instrument because you know it's cool and uh, so it's a wrong motivation and yeah I, we had that actually in our company we just you know uh, we let someone go. Oh, you said that. <laughs> That's a very nice way of
1: saying uh, tandem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because he had a different motivation. He was not really interested in the in the development of the the whole the the whole foundation, but more of his own career, right? And only his own, yeah. Only his own career, and he he started there, promising what he will all do, just in order to to, to come in that position. But once he kind of, you know. Yeah, he did a couple things where it was clear that it was not about the the idea of the foundation, but it was about his way into the leadership.
1: Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. Sneaky. So this was a fun episode. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> um, before we go, I have to say that we oh, yeah. are, were, and are still live on Rockfin, Rumble, Twitch, DLive, and Telegram. Today mm-hmm. we're streaming the Telegram. I didn't forget to turn that on. Let's see if I forget to turn it off. <laughs> uh, we are also in an audio world live on Podbean. Uh, we got some people chiming in as well. Mm-hmm. And um, who is saying good afternoon? Hi, Chris Wilson. <laughs> good afternoon to you guys. Uh, what time is it in North America? I, I, I don't are know. Are we five hours or seven hours apart? I believe uh, I we're five.
2: Know. Well, we just changed the,
1: the clock. Yeah, okay, yeah. Time. So, exactly. We started at the same time, but I think it's an hour later for you guys. Mm. Um, Things will be back to normal in a few weeks, I guess, when North America t- catches up with the time change as well. <laughs> uh, so that being said, as I mentioned, uh, live in audio form on Podbean means that mm-hmm. afterwards this show will become a podcast. It will be available on every major podcast player out there. So you guys can go and look <laughs> for it, listen to it and post, listen to it while you drive. Um, write comments in the Telegram app, you know, mm. smart home, stupid people channel. Smart Home Stupid Chat is the associated chat to have bi-directional conversations with us, ask us questions, and or suggest topics for further shows in the future. (laughs) How are you doing, Maddie? Yeah, you can see I'm I'm
2: very close now, actually really falling asleep on the chair. All right, so we had a rough, (laughs) fun week. Keeping my eyes open. I'm so happy, actually, how everything went, you know?
1: Right, right.
2: That's always like that, you know? If you keep that in mind, things will always turn out just perfect. It's a bit you know,
1: uh, euphoric in the end to have had, you know, your blood pumping for a couple yeah, days and yeah, then to yeah, just yeah. Absolutely. stop. Absolutely.
2: But now it's just really looking forward to sort out my things, you know, just like yeah. have a kind of getting back into a routine. I, also this week, I will have kind of the last round in my manuscript for the book. I have to put a little bit more stress in that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and
0: yeah, yeah.
2: that's it. And then I'm looking pretty uh, like good on a on a very peaceful rest of the year, which I'm, yeah. Yeah, so forward
1: to it. I'm definitely looking forward to a nice mm. winter, mm. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to the mountains. I, I have to. I think I have to live yeah. more into the mountains. You
2: know? Maybe even move to the mountains. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Be surrounded by something that's daily inspiring.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. Right. All right. All right, everybody. This has
1: been another wonderful episode of Smart Home Stupid People Emotional Support. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> keep well. We will be bye, live bye. Wednesday. Are we on Wednesday? Uh, Are you good for Wednesday? I think I'm
2: good on Wednesday. I'm if, good on Wednesday. Yeah. All right.
1: Wednesday. Same Perfect. Smart Home Stupid People channel in time. Okay. Talk to you then.
2: Bye-bye.